Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, for the women, we'll tell you what it means if you have dark nipples. And for the guys, we'll teach you the easiest way to assemble your very own harem. Stay tuned for episode 112, The Best of Planet Japan 2. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 112 of Planet Japan. I'm Doug DeLong. Amy and I are taking our summer break this week, so I've assembled some of our very favorite Planet Japan moments from previous episodes for your listening pleasure. And, of course, we'll both be back here next week with a brand new show, so enjoy. A couple of weeks ago, I went out uh, and played golf. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know the, you played golf. At the Okayama Country Club. Oh. First time I've really played golf in about four or five years. So the last four or five years, I've been, you know, kind of saving up so I could play golf here in Japan. Saving up money? Yeah, it's a little more expensive in Japan to play golf. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It cost, uh, I, I ended up spending a um, couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. for, for, the, uh, for the golf, but that included a refreshing beverage of my choice. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. I shot a uh, 72. Wow, that's pretty good. On the front nine, and then 77 on the back nine. Oh. Which means uh, I had the worst score of anybody who's ever played on this particular course. You're kidding. I think so. The worst ever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Now, here's some fun uh, golf jargon that you should remember if you're playing golf in Japan. Okay. Whenever anybody hits the ball onto the green, you should yell, nice on. <laughs> nice on. Nice on. What does that mean? It means... Nice shot getting onto the green. Oh, right. Nice on. Nice on. Yeah. As in onto the green. Exactly. Just kind of abbreviated. Sure. Uh-huh. Now, if you somebody in your in your group hits the ball into the hole, which is, you know, the goal of the game, then you should yell, nice in. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Nice in. Nice in. Uh-huh. I wonder if they use that term in sex, too. It's entirely possible. Yeah. <laughs> nice in, baby. <laughs> now, here's the one that kind of mystified me. Oh. I was playing with a group of, of three other guys in a foursome, right? And uh, occasionally, one of the guys in the group would yell out, nice body. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, I'm playing with, uh, with a group of gay guys. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that, as Jerry Seinfeld would say. Right. Yeah, but then it occurred to me that they weren't really complimenting my body. Oh, or anybody else's someone body. else's? No, they were saying, nice birdie. <laughs> one under par, you see. <laughs> <laughs> nice body. Did, did you have a, a birdie? I never did actually have a birdie. No, so nobody actually yelled that at me. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Nice body. Yeah, nice body. Yeah. Body. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The most exciting part of the afternoon was on the first hole. We're getting ready to tee up, and, and we've got a, a golf cart over there, and two women caddies. Now, I've never had caddies before. Mm-hmm. I've never had a personal servant of any kind. It was kind of fun. And they, you know, they get the clubs for you and everything, and it's really cool. But uh, the golf cart... Is, is off to the left, and it's on the golf path. Suddenly, there's nobody in the golf cart, and it starts going down the hill. No way. Yeah. So I, I looked over, and, and I noticed that the golf cart was, was going down the hill by itself, a runaway golf cart. 
and, and I panicked. I ran after this golf cart because <laughs> well, I had, you know, these well, visions. Sure, of course. I had these visions of dead golfers and a horrible, you know, yeah. horrific situation. So then I went over and I grabbed the golf cart to try to stop it. But then I noticed people were laughing at me. Uh-oh. Apparently, there's such a thing as driverless golf carts now in Japan. No way. Nobody bothered to really tell me about that. Yeah, they're remote-controlled, driverless... Remote-controlled? Driverless golf carts. What happened to those pretty girls? Well, they can... You have an option. You can drive the golf cart, or you can just push a button, and the golf cart drives itself along the golf cart path. It's an amazing invention that nobody ever bothered to tell me about, so I ended up making a complete fool of myself. Yep, seriously, they have these babies that cry. And well, babies cry, yeah. It's not a big news. Okay, okay. But, okay. You know, babies cry. They have these babies who are made to scream at the top of their lungs in order to... Entertain the masses. Yep. <laughs> it's a contest. It's called Crying Sumo. It's crying sumo. It's a Crying Sumo contest. Which in a, Japanese is Naki Sumo, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's held at a, at a temple, and uh, people bring their, their new babies, and they throw them up to a sumo wrestler on the stage... Uh, or they catapulted up there. I don't know exactly. Well, they would be crying then. Yeah. And the sumo wrestler takes the baby, holds it up above his head, and, and to see how long he'll cry and how loud he'll cry. And they have judges there. Mm. And they judge who's the longest and the loudest crying baby. The baby that cries the loudest and the longest gets the prize. And this whole contest kind of doubles as a as a kind of um, way to for the gods to ensure good health for all babies in Japan. So a loud crying baby is a good baby. A healthy so. baby. Yeah. Big scandal broke out, though, at this year's Crying Baby contest when it was discovered that some of the sumo wrestlers had been paid off to stick little pins and needles in the in the baby's ass. Oh, they were not. Yeah, I've read that somewhere. No, no. To make him cry more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Babies don't need excuses to cry. So there you go. That's the Crying Baby contest, the annual. So if you're out there and you're having a baby, make sure you get it entered into next year's contest. You, too, could win the big prize. Well, you know, we did our uh, Mormon shows uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, the Mormons kind of in the news lately because of this crazy fundamentalist Mormon cult in uh, Arizona, I believe. The head honcho there is on the FBI's most wanted list for a whole list of uh, dastardly deeds. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, and as you know, the uh, fundamentalist Mormons are still into polygamy. Multiple wives. More than one wife. Mm-hmm. What a goofy idea that is. I was reminded of that because I saw this article about uh, this hypnotist who lived in Tokyo, he had 11 women in his so-called harem. Oh, and he would hypnotize them to get them into this harem? I'll bet he did. I'll bet that's how he did it. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this guy, he was sentenced to a suspended 18-month prison term for threatening to chop up one woman who refused to join his harem. He said, you don't want to join my harem? I'll just go ahead and chop you up. Wow. Yeah. What would he? What do you think he would do with her after he chopped her up? I don't know. Some soup? kind of soup, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's terrible. Yeah, but he got a suspended sentence. Uh, why? They suspended him from a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have done. Uh, apparently, most of the women are still at the house because he's hypnotized them. That could be. Yeah, interesting quote from the from the hypnotist. Every time they visited me since my arrest, I recommended that they go home. But they seem to think my words don't reflect my true intention. They think he's a liar and that he's just kidding when he says go home. So they're just sticking around. Well, sure, yeah. They they apparently enjoy this harem life of fanning and feeding grapes and so on. Sounds pretty good, actually. Well, he did did pick the right profession, you have to admit. Hypnotist. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much get what you want then, huh? Mm -hmm. I'll bet they run around acting like chickens a lot, too. Why? 
because he hypnotized him and told him to act like a chicken. <laughs> That's what hypnotists do. I noticed that there is an article about one of your favorite things. Hot babes? You got it. <laughs> the Battelle Nut Girls. Yeah. Now, uh, I've been looking for the Battelle Nuts at my local 7-Eleven, and uh, they just apparently aren't there. Well, it happens to be a Taiwanese specialty, I think. But it's an interesting phenomenon that's uh, very unique to Taiwan. These are uh, young women who are very scantily clad, selling these Battelle Nuts, which apparently is some kind of a nut that you can chew and is kind of a stimulant. Very popular with uh, truck drivers keep them awake. What they do is they go to the, they, they work at these Battelle Nut stands and they kind of compete with other Battelle Nut stands to see who can have the hottest babes, the uh, the babes with the least clothes, if you will. Mm. And these Battelle Nut stands are along the side of the road, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the women will come out and they'll kind of stop the cars. And if, if you just look at the photo of them, you would swear that they were, you know, hookers. And apparently some of them have been known to... <laughs> Get a little extra cash by doing a little side job or two. Ooh, the nutty hookers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're selling the nuts. Battelle Nut Beauties, they're called. This is truly nuts. Now it's time for something really exciting. This is great. If you recall, a few weeks ago, we had mentioned that uh, starting in June, 7-Eleven stores were going to start selling this uh, oxygen in a can. Right. Yeah. Just in case you should need some extra oxygen. Indeed, because they said it was invigorating. It would invigorate you. It would give you an invigoration of sorts. <laughs> sure. Now, to me, that sounds like it'll get you high. Mm. Yeah. So I ran out and I, and I bought some. Wow. How much was this now? This was 600 yen. For one can, which one holds can how much oxygen? Holds enough for, uh, I think, 35 hits is what we determined. Hits. I like that. 35 hits mm-hmm. of oxygen. Mm-hmm. So we're going to actually... Do it right here on the radio, on the Planet Japan podcast. We're going to take a couple of hits of this and see what happens. Okay, let's go for it. I'm watching. Do you want to go first? No. I'm a little nervous. You should be. About doing it. Pretty awesome. I mean, you've got this like face mask there, and I mean, Mm -hmm. it almost looks like a disaster is going to happen. It looks kind of dangerous. Be prepared. There is an aroma thing that you insert into the into the mask. In case you don't like the smell of oxygen, I guess. I, you know, it kind of makes you wonder what kind of air is in there. Maybe they've, like, bottled farts or something. <laughs> Here we go. Hit number one. <gasps> Ooh, it tastes delicious. Does it have a taste? Oh, it tastes like that thing there, yeah. Oh, the, the aroma. It's, it's, a, it's a minty kind of mm. uh, oxygen. Okay, here I go. Ready? Okay, here goes Amy. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think? It's... <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm smelling a a lifesaver, the mint yeah. lifesaver. I feel like someone's cramming it up my nose. There you go. That's exactly what this you know aroma yeah. thing smells like Here. is a mint lifesaver. Give me some more. I want some more. It's the mint that's going through the nose that makes you feel kind of invigorated. Oh yeah, you know that's ninety five percent oxygen. Give me more of that. That's ninety five percent. Oh yeah. Oh baby. Better than sex. <laughs> No. That's some good oxygen. That's some really... I, I feel like a new person. I feel like I could lift uh, a 1,000 pounds. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. I can see why they sell that. Actually, I, big I, demand don't, for that. I don't feel any different. I don't either. But I do feel my nose has been cleared out a bit. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So I maybe wonder... if you have a cold, you should breathe that, oh. and it would help the sinuses. Sure, yeah. Yeah. 
But still, I wonder if I can get my money back. <laughs> Just take a bank and say, hey, you know what? Your air sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do a damn thing for me. But maybe the invigoration is going to kick in later. Yeah, during the show. Yeah, it'll just nice. kind of kick in and yeah. and everything will go sky high. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, well, that. that was fun. Thanks. That was fun, yeah. Uh-huh. I enjoyed that. So, did, shall we just get right into the nipples? So to speak. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anything more fun than to talk about nipples. All right, well, then just for you, we'll do that. Okay, these are uh, amazing new beauty tips. And they're not new, but they're amazing beauty tips. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah. for Japanese people who want to beauty up. That's right. Beauty up, girls. Yeah. All right. Well, apparently, um, there are these old wives' tales in Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, wives' now, tales are, or husbands' tales? Are, are the tales old or are the wives old? I was, mm. I was always confused about that. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Well, it says that um, nipple bleach is now a very highly uh, sought-after product. Indeed. Why? Good because question. it seems that there's a folk belief that the more sexually active a woman is, the darker her nipples become. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that. Now, if these were men, of course, they would really like this and they'd be, <laughs> you know, bare-breasted showing off their nipples. Sure. Right? But women were a bit more demure. Mm-hmm. And if we are, as we talked in the last episode, well, what was it? Vertically accessible? Indeed. We would be embarrassed by that and uh, therefore nipple bleach girls... To make your nipples lighter so people don't know that you're having tons of sex. That's right. So when you come home from your date, you know, now and your mother checks out your nipples, <laughs> she'll never know. Oh, I see. It's to hide it from your mother. Maybe. Who knows? I, I yeah. can't imagine bleaching your nipples. Yeah. It's no, so I thought maybe uh, women were bleaching their nipples and then walking around and showing them to men and, say, and saying, look. I'm, I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin. I'm not having sex. Because hmm. <laughs> then they could charge more, right? Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, nipple bleach. I have trouble believing this is a real product. Well, actually, I don't because of the prevalence of bihaku, which is white skin. And that's what Japanese women really like is they aspire to have white skin. So as a result, a lot of these facial products and lotions all have whitener in them to help make your skin whiter. Really? Yeah, think of the geisha, right? They've got those white faces. Well, yeah, that's all makeup. (laughs) True, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and um, but then again, white is a sign of purity and virginity, right? Okay. Yeah, in yeah. other cultures as well, so it's not so you know, wild, I don't suppose. But um, <laughs> yeah, they they really like a lot of Japanese people, even or Japanese women. You'll see they've got like white makeup. Like we use foundation in the states, mm-hmm. in the West, I should say, we use foundation, and their foundation is kind of white. But here's what I would like to ask of our Japanese listening audience, our women who are listening in Japan, our Japanese women listeners. Do you use nipple you bleach? Exactly. I would like to know if you use nipple bleach, and if you do, it, would it be possible to take a photo and send it to me so I could you know, see for myself exactly what this phenomenon is all about? I see. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was talking to my editor of the Jan- Japan Times about <laughs> nipples the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> the reason being that I had just finished an article talking about um, getting a chest X-ray at the hospital because uh-huh. you have to have a health check if you get a job in Japan. And I just picked up um, one of my part-time jobs uh, teaching intensive English, and I had to have a health check. And so you go in and you have to, like, uh, 
when when you get your chest x-ray, you have to make sure you don't have any underwires in your bra and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And um, and I started talking about how the the Japanese women have these amazing brassieres. I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, they do. Haven't you ever noticed how their breasts kind of stick straight out like torpedoes? Yeah, but I thought that was just a natural phenomenon. Well, see, you yeah. would, you would. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot going on uh, uh-huh. inside those brassieres, you know. And anyway, so he was telling me that his uh, wife has told him that a lot of women use um, these special band aids that to go over the nipples. Oh, sure. Yeah, so that you can't see through. Yeah. Uh, like shirts and stuff, that if you get cold, you know, that your Indeed. nipples won't show through. Sure. Yeah. But then people will wonder when they see you, oh, my God, what's wrong with that woman? She has no nipples. Yeah. Perhaps she ought to go to the hospital. Well, it's interesting because I hadn't heard, you know, about these <coughs> uh, nipple Band-Aids. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed that um, at the Moo Bar, now we have a lot of Japanese women, and they like to wear bikinis. But when, when it comes to selling bikinis in the Moo shop, they will not buy them unless they're padded. And it's not, like, necessarily the padding they want. They just want to make sure that the nipples do not show through. Oh, well, maybe you ought to stock up on these nipple Band-Aids at the Moo Bar. Yeah, it's a good idea, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I um, think that would be a conversation starter, if nothing else. Well, where we see this as a natural phenomenon, that when you get wet, your nipples show, you know? <laughs> and this actually might be kind of sexy. Sure. No, the Japanese women don't want that. Because they are demure. That's right. Yeah. And, well, hell, you might, maybe it's because they've, they're afraid that you're going to see the darkness of their nipples through exactly. the bikini. Dark nipples. Beware of dark nipples. Now, this is just kind of a, I mean, it's, like you said, it's an old wives' tale, right? It's not really a phenomenon that's, that's true. Well, actually, I'm not really sure because these. I mean, why would having more sex give you dark nipples? Ah, uh, well. Scientifically speaking. Yeah, that's kind of silly, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, these beauty tips, by the way, come from the book called Beauty Up. Sure. And it's uh, written by Laura Miller. Okay. And it's, uh, the subtitle is Exploring Contemporary Japanese Body Aesthetics. Amy, how do you feel about sushi? Love it. Really? Mm-hmm. All kinds of sushi? Uh-huh. Have you ever had naked sushi? Uh, naked fish? No, the, uh, the fish are not actually naked. They are fully clothed. But... The sushi are served on a woman who just, you know, happens to be naked. Really? Yeah. I don't think I'd like that. Naked sushi. It's all the rage. Actually, it came from Japan, and it's, uh, it's considered an art form in Japan. An art form. Yeah. And it's been exported now to other countries. If you ever saw the movie Black Rain with Michael Douglas, where he came to Japan, there's a really uh, interesting little uh, naked sushi scene in there. I see. Yeah. So the woman lays down on a table, and then all the uh, sushi are... Put on her body. And they eat the sushi then? With chopsticks. But the sushi is not directly on the woman's body because nobody likes, you know, sweaty sushi. So they put like a saran wrap or something on her body and then they put the, the sushi on and then you, you eat. Exactly. Gee, I wonder what happens if, uh, if the plate has to pee. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps she'll offer an additional beverage choice. Yeah! <laughs> there are rules, though, apparently. You are not allowed to, to talk to the naked woman. And you are not allowed to hoot and holler mm-hmm. unless you're at Hooters. Right. You can hoot at Hooters. Yep, that's why it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't hoot at other places, though. Right. Yeah. Now, apparently uh, in Seattle, Washington, they, they have a naked sushi night at a restaurant there uh, once a month. And it's it's drawn the ire of some of the local um, women who say it's dehumanizing to be treated as a plate. Well, 
<laughs> That's true. I mean, if it were a, a mug, it would be different. Sure, yeah. Right. That would not be dehumanizing. So apparently these uh, women are going to launch some kind of a media campaign against this uh, naked sushi night in Seattle, Washington. Well, if this is an art form, then why is it at a restaurant and not in an art gallery? Well, you know, you don't have to restrict art to an art gallery. Art is everywhere. <laughs> Come on. So I don't know. I kind of I, I like the idea. Naked sushi. Well, if you remember, uh, last week we talked about the phenomenon of naked sushi. Oh, yeah. Where you put uh, sushi on a naked woman and then you eat the sushi off the naked woman. She essentially becomes a plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, a lot of women thought that was demeaning to be treated like a plate. Right. So we got a couple of emails from women saying, well, why couldn't we have a naked sushi man? A male plate. A male plate that women could eat sushi off of. Well... Somebody apparently uh, heard their concerns, and at this very same restaurant in Seattle where they had the Naked Sushi woman, they now have a variation of the Naked Sushi called the Naked Donut Night. And this is a man who's offering the donuts? This is a naked man. He becomes a plate. They put a bunch of donuts on him, and women eat the donuts off of the naked man, of course, after the obligatory ring toss game. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, just recently, a restaurant in Fukuoka, according to the Shukan Bunshun magazine, has started a, a new uh, a new idea, and it's it's I think it's sweeping the nation, perhaps. Especially for people who are dieting. Especially for those who are on a diet. This exactly. is really low calories. It's one grain sushi. <laughs> you take a grain of rice, just a single grain of rice. You put a little itsy bitsy teeny weeny piece of fish on it, and you've got. A one-grain sushi. Wow. Yeah. Now, if you're hungry, you're probably going to want more than one. Uh-huh. So they serve them on a plate, you see. And more than anything, the uh, the people who buy them, buy them because they're just so damn cute. <laughs> <laughs> cute sushi. Yeah. Now, this is something new. So you got a lot of high school girls, for example, buying these one-grain sushi plates and then getting their K-Ties out, their cell phones, and taking pictures of them mm-hmm. to send around to their friends. Hey, look. I'm eating one grain sushi. So if you're in Fukuoka and you're anywhere near the Omoroi Sushiya Kajiki restaurant, it's a sushi restaurant, mm-hmm. stop on in. Say, hey, I want that uh, one grain sushi thing. Ooh, Omoroi it's called, right? Yeah. Which means? Omoshidoi. Yeah, it's slang. Yeah. Yeah. It means interesting. Well, okay, you know what? I think it's time for everybody's favorite part of Planet Japan. Cowtails? The Dick of the Week. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's the Dick of the Week, yeah. And once again, it's a school authority person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess for some reason, people who run schools, generally speaking, are dicks. No, wait. You run a school. Okay, except for me. <laughs> people who run schools <laughs> generally are dicks. Okay. I would have to say. Yeah, this particular uh, Dick of the Week comes from Long Beach, New York. Okay, here's what happened. The uh, the high school had its annual Superhero Day, mm. <laughs> where everybody's supposed to come dressed as a superhero. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah. But uh, one girl came dressed as uh, Captain Underpants. Ah. ah. Do you know this Captain Underpants person? No, but I've heard about it. Yeah, he's very famous, I guess. Uh, and I he, seen him. Mm-hmm. He, he's famous because he, he battles talking toilets. He does that, and he goes up head-to-head against the infamous 
Professor Poopy Pants. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That's fun to say, if nothing else. <laughs> Professor Booby Pants. Professor Booby Pants. Yeah. So um, anyway, the costume consisted of beige leotards and nude stockings under white briefs and red capes. <laughs> the dick of the week, the principal, a Mr. Restivo, Nicholas Restivo, he said, yeah, I know they weren't naked, but the appearance was that they were naked. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they looked naked. So uh, the girl, Chelsea Horowitz, she said, well, they're not see-through or anything like that. All the teachers thought it was cute. I bet they did. And sure, Captain Underpants, how could it not be cute? Mm-hmm. Sure. So basically what they're saying is she shouldn't have worn any underpants at all. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the principal made his decree there would be no visible underpants in his hallways. Uh-huh. So get those visible underpants out of here. Mm-hmm. And she had to go home and change back into her mortal attire. Hmm. No superhero for her. Wow. No Captain Underpants at her school. It's just depressing what the lengths that some people will go to to ruin people's fun. She'll probably be psychologically damaged for life. Oh, at least for life. What a dick. Yeah, what a dick. Mr. Restivo. No okay. fun at all. It makes me just want to go running around the streets in my underwear. In pro- yeah, in protest. we should. Let's yeah. do that. We'll do that next time. All right. Okay. And that's this week's Dick of the Week. <laughs> Professor Poopy Pants. Well, that's it for this week and the best of Planet Japan 2. Thanks very much for listening. Of course, you can check out the show notes over at planetjapan.org. And you can send a message to planetjapan07 at gmail.com. We're going to close the show tonight with some great blues music from Mr. Davis Cohen. It's called Take You to Japan, and it's brought to you courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network at music.poncho.com. Bye-bye. See you next week. Stand up straight, put your back to the wall. Don't want to hear your answer unless you hear me call. At half past six, ain't got no time for tricks. Hear me calling you, baby, better get up in my mix and just ride with me. Show me what I am. Take heed when it gets to nine Cause my success is yours, baby Just like yours is mine You can ride side side Or you could just uh, ride it high, baby I don't care how you ride it, baby I ain't gonna ask you why Just ride, baby Show me what I I can holler two blocks, baby, don't need no stinking telephone. So saddle on your miniskirt dress, baby, and just jump right on. I can ride with you, baby, I don't require feet, cause I know you good for 
cup of coffee, so just rhyme me. Show me what I Just ride with me.